0: Welcome back to the call on our shop podcast. I'm Austin joined by Logan and Sam. We got an exciting podcast ready for you. We're gonna talk about the NFL, talk about some betting tips for this weekend and for Thanksgiving, which we first want to say thank you guys to everyone that follows us, subscri- subscribes to us. And if you're not subscribed, smash that subscribe button. We're trying to hit 14,000 subscribers by Thanksgiving day. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, well, we're still proud of you and we're still happy to have you a part of the community. But Sam and Logan, how are you boys doing today? I'll start with you, Sam. How's everything going?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Short week. A lot of football, looking forward to it. Holidays, it's the best time of the year. So it's all in front of us right now, and I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I should have mentioned, normally the podcast goes live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., this is a special edition. You'll get, you'll be getting it on Tuesday when you're watching it, and we're actually recording this on Monday. So we have not watched the Giants versus Buccaneers game. We have no clue what happened, but hopefully, we'll, I guess we'll figure out in a couple hours. But Logan, how are you doing? <laughs>
2: uh, I'm doing really well. You know, think obviously as Sam said, Thanksgiving uh, right around the corner. Us us Americans just get to indulge in, in some in some great food. I know. First of all, shout out also to our all of our international viewers. Uh, I love seeing on your NBA videos, Austin, all of the people that are like, I'm from, you know, Serbia or whatever countries they're from. It is really cool to see calling your shot global. So big shout out to you guys. And it would be really cool to hit 14,000 by Thanksgiving. That's it's that's doable. It's a little ambitious, but it is doable. It, hey, it certainly is. we are
0: only a couple hundred away from it. Who knows where we are at by the time this goes live? You never really know. Um, but yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself because I, I know what video you talk about. I asked for people to say where they're watching from and it was unreal. So maybe a lot of people, I know a lot of people out there might be like, what the heck's Thanksgiving? They're going to log on mm-hmm. to the sports book and see no, no NBA games that Thursday. And they're like, what is this? Uh, not the all-star <laughs> break. That's in, that's in uh, February. But yeah, we appreciate all of you from Nigeria, Brazil, Philippines, Serbia, mm-hmm. Russia everywhere, everywhere around the world. It's fun to look at all our demographics, but let's hop into it. And we're not, we normally go over our week 11 takeaways and what we figured out was the biggest thing, but I, I kind of want to do an overarching kind of scheme this week. And when we just talk about it and the biggest theme, I think from this weekend and really over the last week, nine, 10, 11, it's been the NFL is completely wide open. It kind of goes back to Sam's point last week where he was talking about how some, how the gap between teams are really not as big as it might seem like the gap between the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars, not as big as it might seem, although the records might indicate as much different. And so I kind of want to talk about that, talk about some of the bigger teams. And Logan, I know you were just talking to you off camera. We talked about the Buffalo Bills, the aforementioned. Now, I know you got some stuff to say about them, so take it away.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to come out and say that the Bills are fraudulent. I, 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 What I was watching, you don't let the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor specifically come into your home stadium and just, Boat race, you—that's not something you do. The NFL, you know, we see we see some surprise upsets, we see some surprise outcomes. You know, just to get blown out at home like that isn't too often in the NFL. I mean, the Colts are are ground and pound time of possession type team for them to blow them out like that. And Josh Allen has, you know, he's really been struggling. He's kind of reverted back to his, his I don't know, a rookie version of himself. <laughs> you, what, what did you, what kind of cross did you call Josh Allen? You, you made me absolutely I, laugh.
0: I said he was a Danny Dimes and San, Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold crossover. Yeah. And it makes sense because they were both ex-New York, well, still New York, but you know, ex-New York <laughs> quarterbacks and Buffalo's in New York. So. I mean, he's he's
2: just not taking care of the ball. The Bills' defense is is a shell of themselves, really. What we we were expecting, and what, what, what you just said about the the gap closing. I mean, in the AFC, to me, it's really wide open. NFC's wide open as well. Like, who, who's gonna who's just gonna take control and assert themselves at the top? right now it's not the bills. Let's, let's, let's put it well, that. Would
1: you go as far as saying Josh Allen's not the best quarterback in the AFC East? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, to, you know, I knew this would I, happen. I knew
2: it. I, Sam, I knew you were going to touch on that point, but still, I will take, I will still take Josh Allen any day over mac, mac Jones, Mac and cheese. I don't, I don't care. He's still a game manager. Josh Allen's just doing too much, right? The, the classic case of Josh Allen thinking it's, it's, you know, second and 10, he needs to get all 10 of those yards. no, Josh Allen just needs to relax. Go watch some film. I think he'll be all right. But you know, what, Bills not looking great.
1: Yeah, yeah on the offensive side for the Bills in terms of you know explosiveness. You know, he able to isolate digs. What else is there? I mean, from a running back perspective, or Moss or Singletary, are they really getting it done? I think Matt, not.
0: Matt Breida, Matt Breida, right? And just doing.
1: yeah, how much of a you know uh, stark difference it is when you see a Jonathan Taylor put up five touchdowns. Bills don't have a weapon like that and that might come to hurt them later on in the postseason. Um, so yeah, big concerns if I'm a Bills fan.
0: Yeah. The Bills really have kind of just fallen off the track track. I mean, they were so good the first, I don't know, five, six weeks of the season and then just the past two, three weeks, they just have not looked good. And, I think it is what Logan said. It's just a case of DTM doing too much. And that's what Patrick Mahomes has been struggling with all year. And Mm -hmm. chiefs are finally kind of getting around, although their offense did not look good on, on Sunday against the Cowboys, but the defense surprisingly to a lot of people's uh, surprise, they they showed up and played out. Um, But the, yeah, but not just the bills. I think really the only thing consistent that's been over the past five weeks in the NFL is that the Patriots are back. They're completely dominant. No one can stop them. And it's like, Agonizing as a Jets fan, I brought my clown nose from from last week, and I just I, I don't know what to do. The only thing good for a Jets fan, this is what I have to say, and we'll end with Jets stock because we don't need to talk about the Jets. We're talking about teams that have a chance at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Jets, that you know, Elijah Moore finally getting it going, and the Seahawks are absolutely terrible. They're really bad too, and we have owned their first round pick because they traded for Blitz Boy. Jamal Adams, so uh, so we have finessed them. I'm so happy that we got rid of Jamal Adams. You know, I still think he's a talented player, but not that great. So uh, I brought this because, you know, I said that the Jets would be my upset pick. They did only lose by seven, so it wasn't necessarily they got blown out. Yeah. I did not expect Joe Flacco to show up, but I just deserve it for saying the Jets should win. I, and they're playing the Texans this weekend, so I could have made them my upset pick later on in the video, but I'm, I'm going to save myself. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, although I want to. I will
1: not
2: do it truthfully nope. they really did lose by 10 they just did an embarrassment hey, hey, to, hey, <laughs> to make to make it look a little bit better than it was the jets they, i don't want to talk about them because what did i tell you if you bet on the jets you're just throwing your money away week in and week out come on be smarter than that um but i i i think I, I i do want to talk a little bit about the chiefs though for for a second i think that was a really good win versus dallas i think dallas kind of showed you know obviously they're missing you know amari cooper that he's you know he's he's a bigger you know Absence than, than I think a lot of us thought. Like that offense didn't didn't really look in sync, um, but Dallas's defense is still decent. NFC uh, Green Bay lost, right? How about the Chiefs heads? Minnesota looked good in, in that game. So yeah, really, really, truly is wide open.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can kind of just tackle the rest of the AFC and then we'll move on to the NFC and talk about the Cowboys and all those teams. But you think about the rest of the AFC, you got the Bills and the the um, Patriots. That's the AFC East. But then you got the the AFC, what the South, that's the Titans. And then what, what is that? They lose to the Texans and it wasn't even really close. And then you got the Colts kind of coming up too. So do we think going forward, do we think the Colts can overtake them? I know the Colts rest of the season schedule is not, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. It's not necessarily easy. It's not the hardest. Do we think, would you guys pick the Colts to win that division or you still think the Titans can win it given that they're up, I don't know, two games on them. I'll check as you guys debate.
1: No, I think the, uh, Titans will kind of recover from looks like this bad spell they've been on past couple of weeks. So I think it still is the Titans division at the end of the day, but it makes it interesting with the predicament that the Colts have, what are they going to do? Are they going to play Wentz for 75% of their snaps? Are they going to give up their first round pick? Cause right now it's like, Hey, we got a chance to win the division. We got to play our guys. And if that means giving up the first round pick, we got to do it. But in hindsight, if they just miss it, or if they're out in the wild card round, they're going to be kicking themselves. But, no, you're right. I mean, right now, the standings, it's wide open.
2: I, I would honestly – to be honest, if, you, if you're head-to-head, Titans versus Colts, give me Colts. I, I really do like how that offense runs through uh, Taylor – Jonathan Taylor, it, it wouldn't it be wild to say that he's the best running back in football right now. Production wise, I, I don't I don't think we're, we're necessarily that would be a crazy statement to say that's a good offensive line. Right. You know, I, I love the identity of the Colts. I think without Derrick Henry, the Titans are, are still struggling. I mean, if you watch the game versus the Texans, it was yes, it was, they were playing in a slop money fest, But, you know, they they struggled to find that identity where they would just normally turn to Derrick Henry. Now you're asking Ryan Tannehill to lead a comeback. That's what I told you guys, you know, a few weeks ago when they lost Derrick Henry, I was like, I, when they're playing from behind with Tannehill, that's what I'm, I'm scared about. And so I do like the Colts. Oddly enough, I feel like the Titans and the
0: Colts are more mirror images of each other. Like, you know, they don't have a quarterback. I don't, I trust much, but if they can get their ground game, go and get a lead, I'd probably trust them to keep that lead. But if they fall behind, do you have much faith in I mean, obviously you don't have faith in Ryan Tano, but you have much faith in Carson Wentz leading the comeback. It's not like they have the most elite <laughs> wide receivers. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. has looked good, but what did Carson Wentz throw for this weekend? Like, I don't know, 115 yards. Granted, he didn't really need to throw at all. Yeah, know, when Jonathan Taylor, you're handing him off, and he's averaging, I don't know, eight yards a carry, whatever ridiculous number he averaged. But it's those teams, it's like, I don't know, if they get down, do they have a chance to come back in games? That's going to be something that we're going to have to monitor as the season goes on. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to the NFC, then we'll talk about those teams. Cause like you said, Logan, we got the Cowboys going down now. I, is there any chance they lose that division? I wouldn't say that they're going to lose the NFC East. The Eagles have looked pretty decent the past few weeks, but
2: right. do you think they can overtake the Cowboys down two games? I wouldn't, I would I wouldn't put money on it, to, on them to overtake Dallas, but I would, you know, I, I, I'm looking at the Philadelphia team and they're playing really inspired. They're rallying obviously behind, um, <laughs> I just, I just drew a, a blank Hertz. Yeah, obviously uh, Jalen Hurts is just playing. He's, he's having a really good season. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. If I'm being really honest, I think they're going to squeak in. Uh, I would take them over Carolina. I don't, I don't really like what Carolina is doing right now. I, I like, I like both sides of the ball for Philadelphia. I think, I think they're getting it done.
0: they would be a decent uh, Saints team, which we I don't really even know what to do with the Saints these days. They'll beat the Bucs, yeah. but then they'll lose different the saints are a complete weird team to really track and same thing for like a team like the niners niners have looked good the past two weeks, mm-hmm. but still a team like, you know, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. Do we trust him too much? There's a lot really of uncertainty. There's still, you know, i still consider the Cardinals who came off an impressive win again without Kyler Murray against the Seahawks, yeah. which I already talked about earlier. The Seahawks, I don't know what's going on with them. they there. I picked their team total over and wins. Yeah, no, that has absolutely zero chance. The best <laughs> I can do is a push and we need seven straight wins for that bad boy. And as a Jets fan, I won't be rooting for it. I root for every single loss they can get, but do we still think, that, who would you say right now, Sam, is your leader in the NFC? If you had to pick a team to come out of the NFC, who are you picking? Are you still riding with the Cheeseheads?
1: Um, You know, I like what I saw from AJ Dillon, right? That means they have depth when Aaron Jones, he'll be back, but you know, that's a, a dynamic that the, Patri- the Packers have just never had in years past. It's a sustainable run game. that seems like it, it'll be a big difference. Uh, I like Rodgers with his hot hand. I mean, yeah, that was a, a tough loss last week, but those divisional matchups are always tough. And it was, you know, a high-scoring shootout. Could have gone either way at the end. Um, so I think I do still like the Packers. Um, but I think it all depends on who in the uh, NFC West is going to be hottest at the end of the season. Because if it's the Rams, if they're riding, uh, riding one, I could see them taking that tear into the postseason or the Cardinals. So, I mean, all those teams are so stacked. Um, I think it really is going to come down to who's, who gets hot at the end. Right now, I have question marks about the Bucks, and obviously we'll see if they can come back with a statement win tonight. Otherwise, I'd throw them, their name in the mix. But right now, between Packers, Cardinals, Rams, I think I'm still leaning Packers.
0: I can kind of see that, especially after the Rams have struggled the past two weeks. They're obviously on bye this week. I think this upcoming week will be a big indicator because they didn't get Obell, Odell Beckham Jr. involved at all. So they're going to need to replace Robert Wood somehow. But yeah, I really liked what I've seen out of the Cardinals. Now It's been weird watching them play football because the first weeks with Kylo Murray, it was straight – they were not running the ball, throwing it deep nonstop, and now they've just completely changed into a either it's James Conner getting the ball first down, maybe second down, maybe even third down, or they're doing a bunch of d- dink and dunks, which I don't remember his completion percentage, but it was ridiculous. But I think you're right, Sam. I think whoever gets hot near the end of the season – Will probably be the guy of the team I would want to ride with whoever gets that home field advantage in the playoffs that's probably the team I'll be I'll be siding with. Any other thoughts
1: on this before we move on to another topic? Yeah well I wanted to go back to Eagles Cowboys. I yeah. pulled up the Eagles remaining schedule and it's pretty interesting. Um they have Giants Jets Washington Giants Washington Cowboys so a lot of interdivisional plays still left but that that right now is trending towards a cupcake schedule right I mean you got to believe they're going to smoke the Jets and if they can you know, sweep either the Giants or Washington right now. I mean, and if the Cowboys continue this choke fest, I mean, it, it maybe that still is up for grabs. So, I mean, come on, we've we've learned from years past. Let's not get that tricked by the Cowboys' ability to, to to really stink towards the end of the season. So, I think that one really is a lot closer than people might be talking about right now.
0: Yeah, I guess I could see that. I, I do think there are two games above. And they still it's not their strength. The schedule isn't crazy. I mean, they're all going to play the same teams, obviously, right. got the Eagles, the final week of the season. And maybe that plays more into it because obviously the Eagles that could play into some tiebreakers, but still got the Giants once, the football team twice, the Saints, Raiders and then the Cardinals. So we'll see. I think there's a lot to be opened. kind of. The, I do think the Cowboys, they'll get it going against eventually. I mean, they were, were without Amari Cooper, obviously. C.D. Lamb, I don't I think he got injured in the third quarter. So you're really Mm -hmm. relying on Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, and uh, what's the other guys, Anthony Brown and Dalton Schultz to move the offense. And then it banged up uh, limping Zeke Elliott with his ankle injury. So I think everything all combined into one milkshake and that just was, it was an explosion. So I'm not worried too much about the Cowboys. I think they'll still be able to keep it going. And they got their next game's coming up quick. There's Thursday and Thanksgiving. And so I think we can move on and we can talk. Do you have any other thing you want to move on to Thanksgiving football? Spoole, let's yeah. yeah, let's talk about some Thanksgiving football. And Sam, I've come here to present you with a challenge. We know you are a big Packers, you're a big Packers supporter on the podcast, even though you aren't a Packers fan necessarily in real life. But you've been, you've been begging for a cheese head, and I'm giving you your opportunity here. So hear me out. If you sweep the games, I'm going to let you pick your money lines at the end. You sweep them. You go 3-0 and on Thanksgiving Day. You'll be having a cheese head next time I see you. So, hey, simple as that. Three winners, and cheese head is yours
1: how do you how do you it an, it's a pretty oh absolutely deal it's a pretty interesting slate of games and I'm absolutely you, you know i like my value and i think for that reason alone i might do something stupid here
0: <laughs> you don't have to do this, but we're, before you do something stupid let's just go down the games because we're gonna start with the first one it's gonna be the bears they're at the lions the winless lions um bears are three and a half point favorites i would imagine justin fields will not be starting andy dalton will probably be in and i do not know jared goff's status but uh, Tim, Tim Boyle is firing up the stands. Uh, just take the under kids. That's all I got to say. I don't, I don't know what the line is. It should be about 12 and a half at this rate, but. Well, Sam, give me the
1: latest on golf. Are we, what's the, the likelihood? I, I, I
0: don't know. I mean, you'd imagine he doesn't play on Thursday or on Sunday. So what are the odds he comes back and plays again? Um, I mean, they have said he will return when he's fully healthy. That's really all we've heard about it. There's, I mean, I'm looking at reports. There's nothing else on there. It just says Tim Boyle. Will continue to start, and that he had some great learning experiences from Sunday.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, well, can can we can we laugh a little bit about Tim Boyle's performance? You know, all three of us combined on this podcast had more fantasy football points than Mister Tim Boyle, with a big negative what point nine. Uh, but you know, he he really struggled. I I think. Uh, can Can I go first? Is anyone going to object? <laughs> no, no, to, please, take away, get there. I think, you know, if, well, I was watching the Bears-Ravens, you know, it was, it was a bit of a, you know, a kind of ugly game at times, um, but I, I, I like the Bears with Andy Dalton, I, I really do. I, I think they win and, and cover this one. I feel like there's going to be a lot of what I would call maybe a sucker bet, maybe a believers, maybe false belief in the Lions and trust in Tim Boyle. Trust me, you don't want to be in that position. You don't want to trust Tim Boyle <laughs> yeah. with your money. And, and, and I, I really do think the Bears, they got a good enough defense. Maybe, maybe some question marks with Allen Robinson. Does he play or not? That's, that's a little bit of a question mark. But Darnell Mooney has really, really burst on the, the scene. I love the. And the Bears, you know what? They're not going to ask Andy Dalton to go out and throw for four touchdowns. No, they're going to run through Montgomery. And Montgomery's looking really solid. I think the Bears win and cover this one. I, I would
0: I'm going to make a separate video on Thanksgiving and I'll probably have a best bet from every game. And if Tim Boyle is starting, there's, I don't know how you can have any faith in him. If you did not watch any of that Browns game and had enough enough said about the Browns, I will no longer be talking about them on this podcast. Um, but yeah, Tim Tim Boyle's terrible. He had 77 passing yards and two to, two interceptions. Um, yeah, that's not great. And to watch that. It was just an ugly game. If Baker Mayfield literally if the Browns just didn't throw the ball. They probably would have won by 21 points, but instead they let Baker do what he does, throws a couple of interceptions, gives the the Lions a couple of free points. But yeah, I, I like the Bears. Not that Justin Fields doesn't give them a better, but you understand why earlier on in the season Matt Nagy was saying Andy Dalton gives them the best chance to win, and I I agree with that. Now Justin Fields is more dynamic, and they're gonna he's the future obviously, but Andy Dalton he's serviceable, very similar to a Joe Flacco who didn't play terrible on Sunday, but he's not necessarily going to go out there and put up. CJ Stroud numbers, that's not going to happen, but he might be able to at least win you a couple games, especially against a team that um, in the Detroit Lions that is completely winless, but probably right with the Bears. Now, Sam, what is your take on that game?
1: Yeah, I got to think Matt Nagy is under a lot of pressure. And we realize this is a must win game. Um, The last thing you want to do, you know, as you're exiting and you hear, you know, calls for you being fired is to then put up a stinker and lose against the winless Lions on Thanksgiving. So I think it's a must win game for him. And yeah, I don't love Andy Dalton head-to-head in a lot of matchups, but I absolutely love him head-to-head in that quarterback Um, (laughs) toss-up. I don't think it'll be a great game. And looking at the value, every part of me wants to pick those Lions at home. But no, I think the players have that one. The first leg of my parlay will be Bears' money line.
0: I support that play. I can see a lot of people that are trying to be sharp and betting lions and then they're eating their appetizers and they're watching Tim Boyle and they're throwing <laughs> up the appetizer
1: after watching
0: his performance.
1: I, I don't want right. the parlay to be over before we eat dinner. So yeah, we got to go bears. We got to play it safe on that one.
0: Okay. I can respect that. Let's move on enough talking about that game. Let's move on to another one. The Raiders Cowboys. That's the second game on the slate. Currently Cowboys seven point favorites. Obviously Cowboys coming off a loss likely will be without Amari Cooper. Well, they will be without Amari Cooper. I'd imagine they'll be without CD lamb after I believe he suffered a concussion. Can't imagine he returns that quickly. So Dak Prescott working with, working with not a lot out there, um, but they're still seven point favorites taking on a Raiders team. That is just absolutely nosediving. diving. So Last, we'll start
2: with you, Logans because we want Sam to be last. Yeah, so Sam. Sam deserves to go last because his is the pick that I'm in most suspense for. You know what? I I might influence you a little bit though. Yeah, you know, c- come to school. <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to how to win this parlay. It the the play here is Cowboys to win and cover. But look, the Raiders. Uh, you know, with their interim coaching staff, they did their best, right? You know, they they played competitively. They played the Bengals pretty competitive uh, in Vegas, but. This 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 sets up uh, very poorly versus the Raiders. You got a Cowboys defense that, that's looked much improved. Their secondary is also you know pretty decent. Um, but you know what they're they're gonna they're going to feed Zeke. This is Thanksgiving. I can't, can't you guys see Zeke just yeah. constantly doing this? <laughs> right. They, they don't necessarily need uh, Mari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb against this this Vegas team. They 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 really don't. And and you know what the the identity of the, of Vegas offensively. Are you, are you going to run through Josh Jacobs? Are you going to? What, what are you doing? Uh, Darren Waller, I, all you got to focus on is Darren Waller, and you've stopped a 90% of the Vegas offense. I think the play here is to count the, the Cowboys minus seven. I, I can kind of
0: agree with that. You look at the last time the Cowboys lost against the Broncos, came back and absolutely beat the Falcons to a pulp. And I could see that happening with the Raiders. You're right. You know, the, the interim coach kind of energy and hoorah. Has fallen mm-hmm. off ever since Gruden left. That you know they won a couple games and then it's really just dwindling. Derek Carr not playing well. Thanks for doing nothing for my fantasy team, buddy. Um, but that's 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 on me. It's on me for trusting you. <laughs> uh, not not your fault. Continue to keep doing your your thing, but. Still, I'd ride with the Cowboys. I think we see a big Zeke Elliott game. Yes, I can see. Imagine that GIF all over the place. GIF, however you want to pronounce it, just say him doing the spoon and all day long. <laughs> I also think Tony Pollard probably has a good game as much as to Zeke Elliott owners don't want to admit he'll probably have a good game, but they play mm-hmm. him a lot and he provides that burst. And you know, the Cowboys are without a lot of their, two of their best of weapons, on offense. And I'd argue Tony Pollard's probably up there in the top five of weapons they got to use. Might as well use them out there. Maybe a lot of two running back sets. So I'd not only pick the Cowboys to win, but also to cover in that afternoon game. Now, Sam, finish it off. What are you going with this one?
1: So when I think of Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, the immediate visual for me is Jerry Jones with his head in his hands in the box. They've blown a lead. They're, they're losing some game they shouldn't have lost. So you know, at first instinct, I'm like, God, let's be smart here. Let's against the Cowboys but you know what I haven't had an actual indication this year that the Cowboys are the Cowboys of years past it looks like they're a new team and uh, right now they're sitting at four and one at home and I think that home field advantage really will make a difference just like I think it made a big difference last week in Arrowhead when they had a tough loss Um, and like you said Raiders aren't that impressive Um, a big question mark though is those wide receivers right if you're without your top two threats can Dak do it can he get it done because if Zeke's having a cold day, then really it's it's all on deck to be able to get this done. But with that said, I'm picking the Cowboys money line. I think they'll get it done. But I think it will be a little closer of a nail biter than, than you guys might want to give credit to. But uh, yeah, I like the Cowboys.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, if the Raiders pull off, you know, a miracle and keep it close, it wouldn't be a miracle. But they, they have the tools to do it. But I look at that Cowboys defense. They're really playing well, especially Micah Parsons, who's been an absolute Mm -hmm. beast this season. He will be the defensive rookie of the year unless something happens. But he's been an animal. And so shout out to him. He deserves more love. I talked about him, I think, in the preseason, kind of saying he was underrated, maybe a defensive rookie of the year candidate. But he's been unreal. So shout out to him. That Cowboys defense is playing well. I think the offense will kind of kick it into gear this weekend, led by those running backs, Dalton Schultz. And, and you look at Dak Prescott, I don't know the numbers, but I feel like under pressure, being blitzed in his career, he has a ridiculous completion rate. One of the best in the league. So I think he'll be fine this weekend. It's a big game at home. Crowd will play into favor. Let's move into the last game on the slate for Thanksgiving. Bills versus Saints. Logan, we'll let you kick this off since you just called the Bills a fraud. They're minus four. Didn't write down the over-under, but minus four. taking on the Saints. They're in the, Super- in the Superdome. Take it away. All right. So this
2: is the pick that, right, I, when I'm when I'm looking at this, I'm like, What's going to be the pick that screws everybody? Because everybody's going to make the same Thanksgiving Day parlay, right? They're going to maybe do Bears because they don't trust Tim Boyle. Maybe they'll do Cowboys. They'll throw in Bills because Bills are doing bounce back, right? Playing in the Superdome, right? No, absolutely not. This play here is Saints plus four. And, and the, the way I'm talking to myself, you know, into it is, what are the, the Saints have pride on the line. Trevor Simeon, not a sexy quarterback one bit. Um, but you know what? The the Bills are frauds. They they don't have it figure it out. As Sam was mentioning, running the ball. If, if you're going to be one dimensional like that and just have to rely on Josh Allen's heroics, um, he's doing too much. So I, I think I think this is more of a field goal type game. Why I wouldn't pick Saints to win outright. I think they cover. I, I, I do think they cover the four. Everyone and their mother probably will be hammering Bills, right? It's the late night games, the one you chase. Well, the, Those yeah. are always the most dangerous ones. You know, you're chasing the the losses from the days. Um, but I think saints plus four is the pick. It's not sexy. Got to plug my nose a little bit watching Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what we're going with here.
0: Hopefully you're overstuffed with food and dessert that you don't have to watch it. If you're lucky, yeah, if you're man, betting on the maybe. saints, if you're betting, if you're betting saints plus four, you're like, yeah, you know, I don't love Trevor Simeon. You see him coming out of the tunnel. There's probably going like a mile an hour. You don't love it, <laughs> but he actually had a rushing touchdown. Shout out to him. He actually showed off the wheels. Um, yeah. let's talk about this game. So the saints in my Previous and you know, over the past couple of years, betting Saints are really good as road at home underdogs. It's very mm-hmm. hard to go into that place and beat them, and you see that with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You've had Tom Brady's number number of times throughout his year career because it's hard to go into the Superdome, especially on a holiday, and beat them outright. So, I'm going to ride with the Saints. I think not only will they cover, I think they went outright. I can just imagine thinking about Zeke Elliott. I can just imagine Sunday night or Thursday night football, end game, post conference. You got Cameron Jordan eating a turkey leg. That's just what I envisioned. <laughs> Cameron Jordan has a couple sacks on Josh Allen. He's eating his turkey leg. And that's what I'm riding with. I think the Saints have a good chance of pulling this one off. Now, the Bills, I think you would think about. This is what a lot of people are going to think about, I imagine. Let me think about a couple of weeks ago, the Bills and the Cowboys, both both lost outright. The next week, they bounced back and absolutely destroyed them. I think we'll see a lot of Cowboys and Bills uh, spread parlays. Heck no. Give me, the, give me the Saints plus four and sprinkle on the money line. Sam? My picks don't it. matter. My picks don't matter. Honestly, you're you're the one in the driver's seat.
1: You know what? You've said enough. You've put up a good argument, and I'm sold. If we go down, <laughs> we're going down together. <laughs> you, but, but, but you, you don't do.
0: have to. I'll let you do. Yeah. You don't have to do money line for this. I'll let sounds you take the like point.
1: Sounds like you're walking it back, and I'm going to walk. No, no, no. It and okay. I'm going to okay. tell you why. Let's look at the Bills. Let's look at their their Talk portfolio to me. of work that they presented the NFL this year. They're a six and four team, right? And those six wins, Miami, Miami, Washington, Houston, New York, and Kansas City. That sounds like they beat one good team and beat five really crappy teams. One, one, one of those teams being twice. You know, they aren't that impressive when you start picking apart the teams that they've beaten. And they have a loss to Jacksonville and Colts, which is a pretty big blowout in two of the last three weeks. They're rocking, right? Their confidence is shaking. And you know where you don't get your confidence back in the NFL? You don't get it back in New Orleans in prime time. That's just not that environment. I could see that defense just like you're saying, Cam Jordan getting rowdy. And them Tur- just turkey uh, leg. If they don't get that momentum fast, I could see that thing getting ugly for him. And um, this is not the environment for Josh Allen to get it all back and to gain his confidence. So, you know, for those reasons, you got to have a little, a little, little possessed pizzazz with the money line parlays. You can't just always pick the three favorites. Picking the first two favorites, but I'm thinking the upset comes in the primetime game. Picking the New Orleans Saints over the Buffalo Bills. So that means, oh, I'll give it to you straight. Yeah, lay it down. Moneyline Parlay, exactly. We are going to pick the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. What else? And the New Orleans Saints. Lock it in.
0: Nice. You heard it here first. That's Sam's Moneyline Parlay. (laughs) That's cheese head on the line. I'll go put it in the cart. It'll just be sitting there for uh, Thursday at midnight. Um, uh, and just, we waiting to place the order, but Sam, I love it. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. Cause we want to see you with the cheese head in the next podcast, maybe a week after we, we want that. That's what this calling our shot podcast needs a little pizzazz. I love it. And I think we got, we got a good chance there. Now, if the bears lose outright in the first leg, I'll give you some sort of redemption because you don't deserve that. No one deserves you. We, we want to, we want you to chase a little bit, um, Thanks. but you'll have a punishment if you lose. Um, so this time you don't have any punishment cheese head in the bust. If the Bears lose, I'll give you something in the Cowboys, Bills, for those secondary games. But let's move on to a social question from you guys. Um, I always ask on Twitter if you're not following us at Colin. I don't know what you guys are doing. We're over five thousand followers over there. We appreciate you guys. But we had a question, and it was from Jeremy Grant for president. Which at the moment, Jeremy Grant had a great, great game on uh, against the Lakers. Um, his teammate Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart. Um, yeah, he he, he was a uh, he was a little bit riled up to like, say the least. Um, That's awesome. But we will digress. We will not talk about Pistons uh, basketball, um, but we're he, Jeremy Grant for president asked us what players or teams will you never bet on again? Just any sport. And so, Logan, I'm going to let you start this one off because our call on our shot one year anniversary, we featured a clip in that video and I have a feeling that's going to be your team
2: oh absolutely right so you know you'd, you'd suffer through a whole baseball season ain't short I'll, I'll i'll tell you that and you suffer you suffer through it through the teams that cost you money time and time again and you're like why do i keep picking them why do i keep losing money on them well the cincinnati reds is, is the bane of my existence i won't bet on them pretty much ever you know the the problem with the reds is that they were such a talented team on paper and in, in baseball you know that could fool you and they they were constantly favorites and they always tricked me into thinking they're they're back and and then I ended up just they I, what what team did they lose? Did they just I forget. Oh, actually, I do remember. It was the Cubs to the bad the Cubs, Cubs. Yeah, it was the Cubs they when they when the them. Cubs sold off their whole team and they were they were trotting out like a a truly you know triple A type team. Like it, it was very very bad. A, a, a team the Reds should have easily taken care of at home. And what did they do? They just got blown out. And I, the next day I I come on and I. I do a little trash can bit where I look for them in the trash can and there's the Reds logo because they should never be favored. They're, they're just, they're so inconsistent. They're so trash. And you know, they're just, they're, they're the bane of my baseball. Existence. Close second though is the Dodgers. I, I got an I, honorable mention for the Dodgers <laughs> because the Dodgers, here's the thing about the Dodgers. If, if I could go on the, the baseball rant for a little bit longer. Yeah. This uh, is, a, the, this
0: is a, a, a a stress-free zone. We're, we're yeah. Well, oh, I,
2: I appreciate that. The The, the Los Angeles Dodgers, are constantly always juiced money line, right? Because they, they have extremely high payroll. So their money line is always like plus or minus 200. So there's never value picking them out right to win. But when you when you try to pick their, their run line, minus what, one and a half, they always win by one. So they, they manage to win, but never cover. And then and then when you pick their money line, because you're paying for the juice, then they, out, they end up losing to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. <laughs> Boom! that my two My two worst moments were when I put the Dodgers in my graveyard too, because I was just so tired of them. And I, they deserve to get bounced out in the, in the playoffs. I'm, I'm happy for the Dodgers sitting at home in that
0: one. <laughs> well, we're glad you got that off your chest because that's been uh, percolating for a, about a month or so. So uh, yeah, you yeah, definitely I was doing. deserve that. Uh, I'm sure that was good. Um, no more comment on that because, yes, you are right. The Dodgers never covered their run line. What was their closer, Jensen, Jansen, whatever? He, he, was, yeah. uh, he had the money on whoever the other run line was because he exactly. was like, hey, I'll give you a free run for fun. Um, yeah. Sam i gonna let you go next and I'll finish this one off. Who's the player or team that you you'll never bet on ever again?
1: Well, uh, I think you can get yourself into a dangerous position when you bet on your personal favorite team and uh, you can get yourself into a really dangerous position when that's one of the worst perennially awful teams in the NFL. That's the New York football jets. You don't bet on the jets for several reasons. One, because they will always hurt you emotionally and financially But also because every time you think that they're definitely going to get a lock, right, like, oh, Jets over Titans, let's make a lot of money off that one. Jets or Bengals, they'll they'll throw some weird, bizarre win at you, and then it'll hurt even more to the point where you won't even appreciate the win. So I always stay away from the Jets. Um, There's just no positive money to be made from betting on Jets football.
0: As, as a Jets fan, as you are a Jets fan, I, I can't agree. We do not, it is, you don't fade the Jets, you don't tail them, you just don't do anything with them. You see their Very game well. on, you turn it off. You, you, try, you see them on the sports book, you're trying to place a bet, it should say bet rejected because you shouldn't be doing that. Do not bet on Jets football unless you're taking the under, which we cashed yep. this week in the video, straight money. Um, but we love that. Now, my team, my team and player, I'm going to start with the player because you guys know I do a lot of player props in the basketball every single day. And one person I will never bet on again. And I say this, uh, don't clip this, because I'll probably bet on him in probably a week. Um, DeAndre Ayton. And it's his regular season form. Because postseason form is DeAndre Ayton. He goes crazy. But DeAndre Ayton in the regular season is a straight L. He's a walking L. You bet on him. You bet his points over. Hey, best I can do is four points. How you like that? Then you're like, all right, well, I can't trust him to get points. I'll try to bet on him to get rebounds. No, best I can do is four rebounds. And this guy's seven feet tall. I can't do it. Unless it's an under, and then I'll have twenty and twenty on my head. So it's just not worth it. Second place, uh, John Morant. Not because I hate John Morant; it's because I can't time John Morant uh, every single time I bet on him. He either has a bad. If I bet his over, he has a terrible game. Bet his under, great game. But the team that I hate the most, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. I could have. This is a PG podcast. But the Cleveland Browns are the most aggravating team in the NFL. They should have had a clear, easy win and cover against the Browns or against the Lions this weekend, and they choke. They, choke. they. Uh, it's, I don't even want to rant about them because they don't deserve my time. But they are the worst team in terms of betting. You can't, you can't time it. Uh, Browns backer in the comments. I'm sorry, man. Your your team's annoying. Um, maybe they win the money line, but screw them. <laughs> And, uh, and that's the end. That's how we're going to end it at that. And we're going to move on to our week 12 upset picks. We're going to get into this one. Now, last week, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Logan was the only one that cashed his upset pick. I believe
2: he picked the Vikings. Um, well, um, well, in the spread pick, in the, in the upset pick, I had Steelers, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know what? The
1: Steelers got the pretty <laughs> dang close. Well, hey, well, well, well I'll who, take a step who back. Said, who said bed Washington outright last week? I said, Sam, bed you Washington didn't even make outright. them your upset picks. You can't, yeah. you, you well, kept looking them. No, there wasn't in. enough value. There wasn't enough value. That's there, not how the that works. Section, the spread section, I hit Washington hard. I just, it doesn't qualify for a pick for me. I hit okay. I hit
2: Minnesota hard, so let the record show. Fine, yeah. Sam and I can be equal. I cashed Viking spread. I was all over that. I
1: I, I bet my house on that one, and
0: sure okay. enough, and, and
1: that Lions uh, game. Look like at you, you're still in the house. So. Been, yeah. so, uh, that was an almost hit.
0: Uh, okay, fine. Did any of us cash an upset pick last week?
1: No, no. <laughs> but I didn't pick Jets.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey. Hey, what what
2: what did you promise me, Austin? What did you promise me? I'll do it
0: when I'll do it when when I do mine, and I'll get it out of the way now. My upset pick this week. Here's what we're riding with because I deserve this for picking the New York Football Jets. My upset pick: Denver Broncos plus (laughs) one thirty DraftKings taking on the Chargers in Mile High Stadium. Now, hear me out. Close your eyes. Think about this. It's -hmm. cold. We're in Denver. And the Broncos are winning the game. You don't need to say anymore. Chargers are an overrated team. And this is a guy that loves Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. Love Austin Eckler. Great first name. Love Magic Mike Williams. But no, this is the Broncos team. They're barely an underdog against the Chargers team that's been up and down, up and down. Broncos due for a bounce back win. They just lost their last game, I think, to the Eagles. Either way, run with the Broncos, off the bye. Lock them in. Put your whole account, a whole account on it. It was a
2: guaranteed certified winner it's it's honestly it's it's such a stinky pick that it's gonna hit and, I, and yeah. i'll tell you i'll tell you why every time i look at the slate i'm like what's gonna be the the sucker bet of the week i think Chargers is the sucker bet of the week denver like you said mile high stadium is a really tough environment to play their defense is no joke and and herbo Jay herbo he looked uh, herbert looked too good right hey you know, yeah the broncos, the broncos
0: got one of the best defenses in the league i mean sure it didn't exactly. look great last week but the Chargers' defense, as I I loved them earlier on in the season, it is absolutely terrible. They give 37 exactly. points to the Steelers. Should have lost that game potentially outright if the Steelers were literally had any of their star defensive players on defense. They're missing J or TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. arguably their most important on the line and in the pre- secondary. So, beats me. They needed Justin Herbert to run for an, almost 100 yards and throw for three or four touchdowns, or I don't know how many he threw for because I knew Eckler had four four pieces for himself, but. Enough about me, guys. Let's move on to Sam. What is your, what, since you go for value, what's your value pick this weekend, my friend?
1: Yeah, you know, not my typical value, but you know what? I've given you so many stinkers. Your typical
0: value me. is a straight L. So we don't need that <laughs> yeah, value anymore. We want to win it
1: down for, for something more realistic <laughs> in, in outcome. I like the Titans, um, plus 185 at DraftKings over the Patriots. Now, the Patriots, obviously, we just talked about it. They're on this incredible win streak right now. They have all the momentum with them, but. I like the little, you know, Belichick coaching tree dynasty. You know, it always those games are always close. So I like the Rabel-Belichick combination here. The Titans right now, everyone's counting them out completely just because of, you know, the, the struggles without Derrick Henry. And look, those have been real. But with that said, Mac Jones, maybe he's, it goes a little bit to his head too much and he tries to do something too much and everyone's writing him off as this great quarterback now. I could see him regressing a little bit. That one streak has to come to to an end at some point. Why not against this Titans team? I think the mat they match up well. And so I like the Titans straight up money line.
0: Spicy, Sam. I like the value. Plus one eighty-five. That's, that's that's pretty that's a pretty good pick. And you know, it was gonna be my pick, but every time I bet against the Patriots, they win. So I just decided to avoid them in hopes that I could jinx them and maybe jinx them back into a loss because and yes, they, I do. I mean
1: it's really not an anti Patriots pick. I just I think the Titans are due for some sort of regression back to the norm. And why not? Get yeah,
0: them? I mean, they they played terrible last weekend. It was it was a it, it wasn't even close against the Texans. and Yeah, the Patriots team. I mean, they've played good, but they really haven't beat you know a premier team in the league. I mean, they beat the Falcons last week. I bet the Falcons spread, and I deserve the clown nose again for that one. But I, I won't think do if it.
1: You look at it like really briefly, you're like, wow, team that just lost against the Texans, against the you know amazing Patriots right now. Everyone's going to be hitting, as you guys like to say, hammering the Patriots. Watch this be close and watch the Titans pull it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see. Imagine, I could think of a couple of people in the Discord that'll be like, "Ah, oh, Patriots, no brainer, no sweat bet, uh, minus five and a <laughs> half, minus the points, minus five and a half." Are you? Are you serious? Yeah, give me it to me at home. Mac Jones is playing out of his mind. Give me the Patriots. Put the house on it. Nope. Sam says not so fast. Uh, <laughs> Logan, what about you, man? What is your what is your pick? What's your pick? You're uh, you're
2: you're you're, t- you're speaking of the square betters, the square betters that you and I were. A couple years ago, right? We've, we've matured, right? Yeah, well, we, you know what? We've matured in, in bets, right? The square bet of last week was taking the Packers. And what the Vikings did, one out, right? I'm back on Minnesota this week. I, the Vikings treated me so well last week. They, they deserve They deserve my money again. Plus 145 on MGM look this this Vikings team is is very very talented they're facing a San Francisco team that I'm not sold on I'm, I'm really not you know Jimmy G has had his moments you know congrats you, you took care of the Jaguars you had to you had to do that one um but I I think the Vikings uh obviously Dalvin Cook I mean offensively solid right Kirk Cousins just doesn't need the meltdown type games those those are what we're trying to avoid they're doing too much Kirk Cousins games um their defense you know didn't play perfect against Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> but they played good enough, right? And against that's Jimmy nice. G, yeah. And Jimmy G, I, I, I don't think you need a perfect type performance. I just think a good enough performance. I think this one's close and plus one forty five value. That's still enough. That's still in the value range that I'm comfortable with. Give me Vikings.
0: I like it. You know, I, I can't, I can't disagree with it. You know, I was on you with the Vikings, took their spread. People were like, no, give me the Packers, are the better team yeah. overall. I was like, no, no, and then they got odds boosted too. So how you like them apples? You get a you get a but, Packers to win outright. That's yeah, like a nail in the coffin.
1: Well, Sorry, one friends. Thing about, one thing about Captain Kirk is you can never expect him to do anything. So if you're coming into this game with expectation that he's going to have some result, you're bound to get hurt. That's what I'm telling you. He he can find a way despite all those offensive weapons to he lose. He tried.
0: He tried last week and he <laughs> threw a pick and he was lucky that the DB dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kirk
1: Cousins. That's
0: Captain Kirk for you. Vegas yeah, put in that fix. That. They saw that. They saw the clear interception. I like, can't allow that. Made the ball go out. <laughs> no, oh, no, sir, no, sir. But I like the pick. I like the value. And oh, man, I would love to cash all threes. We just one. Well, finally, we have Sam picking a reasonable one, so we have a chance. Yeah, um, no Jets, no Jets. This week. <laughs> we don't have Jets. We have Broncos, Vikings, Titans—all pretty decent, you know, teams. Teams with you know a 500 or around their record. I think we're getting a sweep this week, boys. Bring out the broom. Bring out
2: the broom. Got... Oh, he's got, he's got it. He's got I it. I got the broom right here,
0: baby. We're ready.
2: Got Bring props, it out. Baby. Bring he's, it out.
1: Three
2: and o, baby. He's, he's got it ready for his NBA tonight. He's, yeah, he's ready
0: I mean, for it. Yeah, you know how we do in the NBA videos. But let's move on. Let's talk, talk about a couple key matchups. And we're going to start with the Rams versus Packers. One of the biggest matchups on the slate this weekend in week 12. Yeah, Packers right now, they're minus one. They are at home. Rams coming off a bye. Packers coming off that loss to the Vikings. Um, Sam, we're going to let you start with them because these are two teams you've hyped up a lot. And so you're going to have to pick a winner for us, and we want you to lay it down lay it down for the call in our shot community.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I'm hoping it'll be a shootout just because it's such a great matchup and you want that to be a great game and you want it to come down to Stafford versus Rodgers. Um, and I think it will. I think it will be a shootout, and I think it will be an offensive-led um, game. And obviously, if you look at the track record and the history of Aaron Rodgers against Matt Stafford, Packers against the Lions, it heavily have favors Aaron Rodgers. But this is an opportunity for Matt Stafford to really, you know, show his rebirth with this new team. Uh, with that being said, though, I think the Packers bounced back from a close win. I think or from a close loss last week. And there's question marks right now with the Rams. What's going on with Odell? The loss of Robert Woods doesn't really seem like Odell's it's going to be plug and play type replacement. Um, is that chemistry going to work or is there going to be issues there? And right now, I just feel like the Packers are firing on all cylinders. And so even though they lost, it doesn't even like shake my confidence at all, because it's just one of those, you know, one out of every 10 times they're going to lose to the Vikings. And that's all I can attribute that to. So I think they get it done. I hope it's a great game. I think it will be. But I like the Packers, I like them covering.
0: Okay. Um, I'll give my takeaway on this game. Uh, my heart says, pick the Rams, pick the Rams. You love them, Austin. You, you love Matthew Stafford, but then my head says the Packers are the much better team here. The Rams, like you said, they're missing Robert Wood still. They've been a week, two weeks without him, but still Odell Beckham Jr. has just not been a good, he's getting paid in Bitcoin now. So clap it up to him, but it's like, I just can't, I can't take the Rams seriously right now. They got to prove it to me. And, I just think I think you might see a little bit of Matthew Stafford a little bit of PTSD in Lambeau Field getting crushed on the icy cold turf on the icy cold field. Wouldn't be surprised me. He'll get he'll get knocked down right, He'll get his head on the ground once, and then he'll be thinking he's in a lions uniform. Next thing you know, they're getting blown out. So I'm with you, Sam. I'll ride with the Packers in this one. What about you, Logan? We're not gonna
2: make it a, a Packers clean sweep. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm just doing a little bit of spread analysis in this one. I'm just I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like. You know what, the Packers playing at home in a pretty much a pick 'em. That's tempting, but I'm I'm thinking this is a bounce back spot for the Rams defensively, especially. I I do I like the Rams defense more than I like the Packers uh, defense. I just saw them get lit up by Kirk Cousins, and and you know what, Stafford doesn't need to play a perfect game. Cooper Cup is just a quarterback's best friend. He's he runs all the all the routes. He just he will route up those those Green Bay Green Bay uh, DBs. They they're gonna be lost. Cooper Cup, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Book it. I mean, he's just gonna absolutely. <laughs> he's going. He's going to go off uh, against the. <laughs> Why Aaron, stop at Aaron two? Rodgers. Why
0: stop at two? Is my question.
2: Three. Okay. Three touchdowns. <laughs> he, he's going to be the Jonathan Taylor of wide receivers this week. Book it. That's that's my not so bold this
1: week. Why are you laying down this big jinx? I think you're right though. <laughs> And, but in spite of a great Cooper Cup performance, I think the Packers put up enough points to uh, to still beat them. Right.
2: Also, also, can we look? Can we can we talk about field goal kickers? Can, can we talk a little bit about maybe
1: Mason Crosby getting? <laughs> well, no, the game? that's irrelevant.
2: That's too... <laughs> irrelevant. I'm just saying, if this is a close game and if it's a pick 'em like that, I like Matt Gay a little bit better than than uh, than uh, what's his name than Crosby. You know, just just missing things. I'm just saying. Just saying. I think. I think the, the Packers is going to be, be one of those bets that you just, you want to take and it's tempting playing at home. Staff Stafford, it gets a little bit of Detroit revenge in this one.
0: Hey, well, you know what? It would, it would, like I said, that's, that's what my heart wants. So I'm all for it. I love to see the Packers lose that go. one, but you know, spice up that NFC standards a little bit and have the Rams go up to eight wins. You got the Cardinals at nine, have the Packers at eight still. I'm all for it. So I'll root for the Rams. Let's talk about Sunday night football though. And, a couple of weeks ago, this might've been, you know, a big, big game. And now we're looking at it. It's still a decent game. Browns versus Ravens minus four and a half. Maybe I say it's not a big game because I hate the Browns. Um, But we'll talk about this game for as little amount of time as we can.
2: Logan, what is your takeaway on this game? Because truthfully, I would like to skip. Um, Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not super looking forward to this game. I need, I need to know what, what's going on with Baker Mayfield. Look, you know, Case Keenum is a serviceable backup quarterback. He's not going to go out. He's not going to light the world on fire. Right but he's good enough to play better than Olympic Baker Mayfield. And what, what kind of upset me watching Brown or the Browns this past week, Baker Mayfield just is so unhealthy. He can't step into his throws. He can't do the things that a typical quarterback can do. So if he's not going to be healthy, just sit it out, right? Give case Keenum would give them a better chance to win the game. Um, obviously, you know, the Ravens, are they going to, Lamar should be back, right? He he he's dealing with an illness uh, this past week. Um, but, I, I, I'd at Ravens at home in this one. You know, Nick Chubb uh, in, in the running game can only take you so far. Eventually, the quarterback has to step up. I think Ravens win and cover in this one. Sam? I'm going to go
1: back to what I said last week when me and Austin talked about the Ravens being overrated. Their plus 17-point differential at this point is just crazy stupid. They keep winning these squeaker-type close games that they deserve to lose. And talk about regression to the norm. They are due for a loss. They just can't keep winning like this. And why not the Browns, right? The Browns are one of those teams that Austin keeps buying and selling. You don't really know what you're going to get. So, you know, while I have no real confidence in the Browns, I can see this being one of those things where it's just one of those outcomes you're not expecting and the Browns win big or something. So for that reason, I'm picking Browns.
2: So you pick Browns because you just talked yourself out of Ravens. You're not you're not really <laughs> sold on the Browns. You just said. Uh...
1: No, yeah. I'm just so not sold on the Ravens and they just don't deserve to have the record that they do that, you know, the NFL gods will come and correct this one. They're, they're, they're due for a stat line correction.
0: I've been putting a difficult predicament here on one side, you know, I want to pick the Ravens cause screw the Browns. Um, but on the other side, <laughs> I want to screw the Browns and pick them and hope to sabotage them. And that is what I will be doing. I'm taking the Browns, not only my plus four and a half. Outright, they win this game. Baker Mayfield puts on a show. Nick Chubb runs all over the Ravens. That defense is bad for Baltimore. I'm all in on Cleveland Browns. Take them outright, money line. Parlay them with the Broncos, and you'll get, I don't know,
2: plus 5,000 odds. That, that's, I guess. Seeing Seeing you put on that clown nose and say those words out of your mouth just makes me want to alt-spread Ravens minus <laughs> – 17. I
0: would love uh, it. it really That's does. the problem. I would love it.
2: I don't it want really, them. I hate the Browns. I think they're uh okay. no the Raven the Ravens gotta get a little bit healthier. Mark Andrews is, is really solid. It can are they getting Hollywood Brown back eventually? If if they do, Browns are in trouble in this one. Yeah, give me Ravens. A little bit of a chalk pick, but I don't care.
0: <laughs> I respect it. All right. Last game on the slate, and it's a spicy one. We got Monday Night Football. The Seattle Seahawks taken on the Washington football team. And right now let's the pick them. It's a minus one, plus one. Either way, basically just pick a winner over under 46 and a half points. Um, Logan, start it off with this bad boy.
2: Yeah, this this is this is a Seahawks win. And and let me tell you why. Because what I said last week, you know, Russ, Russ and the magic is, is do a win that you just kind of don't see this is a pick em spot. And, and I, I think Russell Wilson and that Seahawks offense can't play worse than they have. Right. It's, it's been real. It's been really baffling, um, but, but versus Washington, Washington, I'm not sold on, on their defense one bit Taylor Heineke. Eh, I'm still not sold. Yes, they did beat Carolina. Congrats. Big win for Riverboat Ron and that crew. Um, but the Seahawks, Houdini in the pocket, a.k.a. Russell Wilson, he's going to big DK Metcalf game. That's my not so bold prediction. I think I think uh, the receivers are too much. That's why I'm going ahead with Seahawks in this one.
1: Now, I disagree with you. It's going to be Washington. They're going to they're going to keep up the winning streak. And I'll tell you why. You don't put Chris Carson on IR, right? If you if you aren't ready to give up on the season and they just are. They just every week it was like, all right, he's almost back. He's almost back. I think that injury is so indicative of the team larger this year. They're just ready to throw in the towel. They just know at this point, it's too late. We can't come back. Alex Collins is not a replacement. Uh, I don't even know who the back behind that is, but they have no sustainable run game at this point. You can't put all that pressure on Russell Wilson. And Washington, like I said, they play teams tough. They're just one of those tough teams. You know, their record doesn't show it, but they're in close games and they have the offensive weapons. I just don't like the Seahawks at all. So I'm picking Washington.
0: I have a, I have an interesting thought. Um, we see the 49ers, the Seahawks rival, they run a lot of Debo Samuel at running back nowadays. What about DK Metcalf at running back thoughts? I mean, it couldn't be be worse.
1: Couldn't be worse.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Now here's my thought process on this game. I've brought a lot of expert analysis to this podcast. So listen up. Um, As Sam has mentioned before, you do not bet on the New York Jets. And what would a Jets fan want? The Seahawks to start losing a lot more games, like I already talked about earlier. No chance. They're about to go on a run and win like five games, make that draft pick absolutely terrible. And my middle of the pack draft pick, right now we're getting like a top eight pick. No chance. Seahawks win this one outright, and they win it big time. Washington football team is a joke. They're not good. Taylor Heineke, not good. You beat Carolina because Cam Newton only throws the Christian McCaffrey and he ain't doing anything different and you can't tell him otherwise, or he's running the ball. And okay. I, 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 I I'm, I'm Brian the Seahawks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 glitched. Just, he glitched. Speaking about the Washington football team. I understand what you exactly what you're saying though, Austin, the Seahawks, Seahawks are the better team in this one still offensively on paper. The Look, big Sam, teams, so, the
0: Seahawks literally are terrible. They have not played well. What no, they, I, I, they I know. They got, got a touchdown to, last week. Right.
2: They have the talent, right? But they have the talent. You just look at it. They have the talent to get out of it. You know, you guys, Clown Alex Collins. He's an okay. He's a professional. I didn't clown back.
0: him. I didn't clown him. I think. Well, I think he's. I,
2: I believe you guys are looking down on Alex Collins. He's still a professional running back. And you know, to be honest, I mean, Chris Carson, Sam, you're no injury expert. Where's your degree in orthopedic uh, sur- surgery and everything? He had a neck injury, right? That's that's a that's a that's a, that's a you know, career-type ending thing. They're just being overly cautious with them. And and to be honest, because I Chris Carson gives you a premium.
1: They're being overly what? cautious because they have that luxury. They don't need them. They're not like, oh, crap, we need them to come back, you know, by week 15 so that we can, you know, get hot come postseason. The season's over for them. They want to he- give the Jets a third overall pick and just no. watch us waste it. No, <laughs> the Seahawks are not going to recover. They're not going to go on a run. I Look, I want to, and I love – Watching a Seahawks game and just expecting my fantasy player, whoever it is, Lockett or Metcalf, to go off, It just hasn't been happening, right? The game just slips by and, like, they have no offensive points. It's just been atrocious. And I don't see any reason to believe that that would change. Sure, the talent's there. ODB is a talent for the last five years, and he hasn't made anything of it. You know, you got to have the chemistry, you got to be cooking, and they're just not right now. So watch. It
2: was kind of crazy though, because I did watch a good amount of that Seattle uh, Arizona game. They were playing obviously with the 12th man in the crowd and they kept booing. They they kept booing Seattle's offense. And I believe, you know what, Pete Carroll, call me crazy. I think Pete Carroll's on the hot seat. I think if if Seattle doesn't finish this season out pretty well, they, they might look at him. Pete Carroll, kind of old old-fashioned, old school coach, not with the times. Maybe they maybe they move on. I'm just saying Seattle might be in that in that teetering on the rebuilds uh thing i think this is a big game for them they just win it because they have to that's that's what they've done in the past decade you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna ride seattle on this one sam you're gonna be wrong and i i you owe them a, an apology when washington goes up and stinks it up on prime time
0: all right yep. yep sam you'll owe them apology next on next wednesday's podcast but yep this was a good one i appreciate you guys for being a part of it Um, do we have any closing thoughts for thanksgiving or anything else you always want to say to the people well, don't, don't speak all at
2: once. Uh, <laughs> uh, eat, eat a lot of good food for us for us Americans celebrating. And again, shout out to our international friends. I, I, love, I love seeing the great community that we've built on calling our Sean. If you aren't subscribed, what are you doing? Mash that subscribe button. There's so much incentive to do so.
1: I think if you're watching that Bears and Lions game, you should realize, you know what? I should probably spend some time with my family rather than watch this awful you know, performance of professional football. Watch the later games, pass on the first one, overindulge early on, enjoy the day. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: I couldn't have said it better than that. My Samuel, very good job. I appreciate you guys for tuning into the podcast. Like I said, we'll be back next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Appreciate you guys subscribe to the channel. If you are new, download the podcast, give us a good rating, wherever you get your podcast at. We appreciate you guys have fun. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We appreciate every single one of you in the community. Have a great Thanksgiving. If you're celebrating, if you're an international viewer and aren't celebrating, we still appreciate you guys. You guys are the real OGs. You you have the COS demographic all over the place. We'll get some merchandise to you guys soon. One of these
2: days. Shout out. Well, yeah. spoiler alert, but we appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.